This is Speaking of Writers on Capital Region Sunday. I'm Steve Richards. When Luis Tiant arrived in Boston in 1971 with crippling injuries that tore away his shoulder ligaments, Red Sox fans weren't too excited about the Cuban hurler. There were no headlines trumpeting his coming, just complaints about an aging sore arm pitcher. But by the time of the 1975 World Series, Red Sox fans affectionately called him El Tiante and Phil Fenway Park with chants of Louie, Louie, Louie. With a thick belly and Fu Manchu mustache, Luis Tiant didn't look like the lean, sculpted aces he usually faced off against, but he didn't pitch like them either. His arsenal of pitches and his herky-jerky pirouette of a windup made him one of a kind. He was 23 years old when he broke into the majors, played in Major League Baseball from 1964 to 1982, winning more games than any other Cuban-born pitcher. Today, Tiant divides his time between Maine and Florida and Fenway Park. He, along with uh, co-author Saul Wisnia, written the book Son of Havana, a baseball journey from Cuba to the big leagues and back. So happy to have Luis Tiant join me now. Welcome to this program, Luis. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. I so, appreciate it to have me in the show. So, so much here, okay, from your start, of course, in Cuba, uh, in this book, and, of course, your career, great career in the major leagues as well. What made you decide to uh, uh, put this all into book form? Uh, you know, uh, sometimes some people are talking too much, yeah. and they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, well, well this is for somebody out there. They want to repeat, and they want to talk they, you know, a lot of people here, they say, oh, you're lucky you play baseball. No, I'm not lucky. I, I, I work for them. Nobody give me anything. Only God give me ability, you know, and then I, the ability they give me, I, I use it in the right way, you know. And that's, a, that's a what they think about it. I, I used to get tired of people telling me, some people, not everybody, but some people telling me that, Oh, you're lucky you play baseball. Yeah, nobody give me anything. I earned everything I did, whatever happened, good or bad, I earned everything, okay? That's one of the reasons I want to do in that book. Let lady people know what I go through. I know what's an easy journey for me. When I get out from my country to come into Mexico three years and then come here with 20... To 20 19 years in the big league, you know, and uh, you know what is the time, especially when I play in the minor league. And, uh, you know, uh, and I have no complaint. I have it up and down like everybody else. Nobody going to tell us oh, the life going to be nice and beautiful for us. Yeah. You, know, you have to make it that way. If you want to enjoy life, you have to try to make it that way. And you have to you have to break it here, break there, and then you have, that's how you make it. Uh, my, my, what are you calling the, the, when I was a kid, my, my things I want to do, my, what I want to do when I was a kid was I played in the big league. That was my dreams. In the big league someday, I'm pitching against Mickey, I got to get Mini Minoso. It was my era in those times. You know, and God let me happen for me. Yeah. Yes, your dream you came know, true. Uh, we're talking that's to right. Luis Tiant here. Mm-hmm. His book is Son of Havana, A Baseball Journey from Cuba to the Big Leagues and Back. Uh, he wrote it with Saul uh, Wisnia. Um, so, okay, so you started as a teenager 
He began your pro career in 1959 for the Mexico City Tigers, also playing winter ball for the Havana Sugar Kings. Mm-hmm. And you were getting ready for that promotion to the uh, big leagues. Summer of 61, Luis, your father sends you a letter. What does he say in that letter? Mm-hmm. Well, we just, my wife and me, we just married. And uh, we, before we go to Cuba, uh, we're supposed to go to Cuba for the honeymoon. And uh, they sent me a letter, don't come back because uh, we're not going to have a, they're not going to have professional baseball. And I, I stay in Mexico. And uh, I, that, that winter in 61, I go to Puerto Rico and play for Cowa. And that's where Cleveland India buy my contract for the Mexico City Tigers. Then I come into the United States in 1962. This is what my first year. Charleston, West Virginia, 62. Burlington, North Carolina, 63. Then Poland. I started in Poland in 64. Triple A. That's when Cleveland called me after two months. I went 15 and 1. They decided to come. You know, uh, and I, I don't want to come. You know, and then, you know, the manager, I don't know if you hear uh, Johnny Lipong. He, he was my manager. And he was great with me, you know. He he was a good man. And uh, he told me, no, you have to go. You have to go. That's maybe that's the only chance you get. I said, I don't want to go nowhere. Let me finish it. Let me finish it. When, when I was A and zero, A and F, they don't call me. They call some of that way, but they don't call me. You know, and then they they keep me there to where we 15 and 1. I said, I don't want to go now. I want to stay here. Uh, he made me go, you know. And, uh, and for that point on, it was a history. You know, I do what I had to do. I'm lucky. Reaching the first game against the Yankees at Cherry Mile. Whitey Ford was the pitcher for the Yankees, the best pitcher, the, the winger pitcher they got. And I Cherry Mile 3 nothing. you know. And it was my, my point. You know, from that point on, you know, uh, I talk, you know, hey, you know what? It's no different big league and triple A, any other. You, know, you have to go over there and pitch. And that's what I did, you know. Yeah. They give me a, a lot of confidence. You first game in the big league and you throw your out, took our level. That's what's a good thing. What's good for me? So you were uh, with the uh, yeah. with the Cleveland Indians, um, and in 1968 mm-hmm. you led the American League in ERA and shutouts too. Mm-hmm. Still kept up that mm-hmm. workhorse load though, including off off season competition. It took its toll on you, Luis, a bit uh, with the shoulder injury and all. And then you get sent to Boston in 1971. What was that like? Yeah, you know, it was good. It was good because uh, when when I was. In Minneapolis, Minnesota, that's what happened when I hurt my arm, actually. You know, and then they take me like a year and a half to, to, to coming back, maybe 92%, maybe 91%. And then I throw the hard I used to throw when I was in Cleveland. And then, you know, Boston at that time, you made a chance to coming back, you know. And, uh, I coming back in 71, and then... They put me in the bullpen. I never was a bullpen fish. I was started all my life. And then uh, in 70, <clears throat> you know, the manager, they, he wanted to keep me there, you know. 
Eddie Casco was the manager. There's another person. He really was good to me. He, he wanted me there. And uh, he had me with my wife and my kid, his wife. You know, they was good men, good men. And he wanted to keep me. I told the restaurant to keep me for 72. And the one of the game, 72, Sonny Silver, supposed to pitch in the game that night. And he come out sick. And he can pitch. Then he come, he come into me. And he said, are you all ready? I said, hey, I've been ready all my life. <laughs> Just give me the ball, okay? <laughs> and, I, and I go, I start the game, you know. And then by the, the seventh inning, that's when I started my new, my new wind-up. You know, in seventh inning, I have the hit again, Cleveland was. I got the hit and two strike in the ball. Then I said, let me see, let me try this and see what happens. You know? And then I turn in, I turn in my number, my back to the hitter. I look in the center field. I look in the sky and then throw side arm. And I can see the guy's eye big and he moving out of the home plate. The ball was right in the middle of the plate. I tried three. I took him out. And he had fist, got to fist. What is that? He said, this is a new pitch. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's a new pitch. You know, and then at that point on, you know, I practiced trying to get my my point release better, everything, you know. Trying to work it out. And I did it, you know. And then after that, I went 172 games. It worked for me, you know. Yeah, 1972, uh, Luis. That su- you had a great summer that year. 71, you were still mm-hmm. healing, but 72, you nearly pitched the the Sox to a pennant. Uh, and what about mm-hmm. the fans at Fenway that summer when they started chanting "Louis, Louis"? No, it's been a great feeling. That's a great feeling. You yeah. know, uh, you find pulling for you and chanting your name. I mean, they they want they wanted you to win the game, do good. You know what I mean? And they make you, do, you know, trying to do better, the best you can. You trying to. You don't want to put anybody down. You want to keep him insane going, you know, uh, and doing a good job. And that's why I, I was lucky enough to do that. You know, all of the years I pitching in Boston. And uh, to me, the best friends I ever had, you know. And uh, even New York, when I go to New York, the fans were good to me, too. You know, I don't have no problem over there. I don't have no problem in Cleveland, in Minnesota. You know, I just come in by, by my job. That's what I want to do. I want to go over there and perform, write, and do my job. Uh, it's not about anybody, anything like that. You know, but then when I go and preach, I want to beat you. You give me a chance. You know, uh, and I want to fight. You know, maybe a tough game coming. I used to pitch him, I win most of them, you know. And uh, like I said, I mean, the fans, they've been great to me. They've been good to me. And, uh, you know, that's where a lot of my, my countrymen in Miami, whatever I see, they're telling me, how are you living in Boston? Are you crazy? It's too cold. <laughs> say, huh? So what? I, mean, I, I don't want to go to Miami and be hungry. You know? <laughs> 
Luis Tiant is my guest, son of Havana, is the book of baseball journey from Cuba to the big leagues and back uh, with Saul uh, Wisnia. I want to talk to you about, then we fast forward to 1975 here, the postseason, the Red Sox. Mm -hmm. You get Lynn and Rice breaking in together, right, into in the major leagues. Yes, sir. And yes, you sir. had Yastrzemski, of course, Carlton Fisk, that, that great lineup there. Um, you mm -hmm. pitch in the first game of the American League Championship Series against Oakland. That gave the team a big lift. You win yep. that game. Rice, you mm -hmm. lose to a broken hand. Then you move yep. on to the World Series against the Big Red Machine and the opener at Fenway. Mm -hmm. yep. Who was the toughest yeah, out in that lineup? Luis, who was the yeah, toughest well, out? Jeronimo. Jeronimo, they give me more pro than anybody else. Who was that? You know, Jeronimo. Cesar Geronimo. Yeah. He gave me more trouble than anybody else. The only guy that hit me, but I get him out. Geronimo, he was a little tough for me. He took one run against me. But, you know, I managed to get the guys out when I needed to get them out. You know, and that's what the key about pitching, the key about baseball. You don't have to throw 9,900 miles per hour all the time. You know, you. You, you you know how pitching, you have the control, you can beat it. You're using your, your brains. You're using your brain, you can beat the other guy. Uh, and when, you know, when the series coming, they're talking about the red machine and blah, blah, blah. They, and I told him, I said, look, let me tell you what. I've been with this team all year. I, got, I guarantee you, we're not second anybody. Yeah. We can beat anybody. And we did it. We 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 got to the end, and uh, we don't have a rice. I think if we have a rice. It could have been a little different. Yeah. You know. And uh, but it was a, a great series. You know, I have a lot of good time. I have a lot of tensions and there. You know, we score, they score, we score, they score, and uh, every game we play was a good game. You know. And, uh, and that's it. For me, it was one of the best World Series I ever seen the time I've been in this country. You know, and, uh, and I enjoyed it. My only World Series, I enjoyed it. And my mom and dad was here. I thought I'm never going to see him again. You know, my family, my wife, and my kids, you know, and that's, that's it was a, a good, a good series for me, a good year. Because, uh, like I said, I never thought I'm going to see my mom and dad again. And they come out, you know, thank you to Senator Brooke and uh, Senator McCormick. And they send a lady to Catro and then let my mom and dad come out. Yeah. And my father, my father, that's the first time he seen me preaching. He never seen me preaching before. And my mother, when I, I heard what she told me, you know, when she was in Cuba, we have a friend, they used to, he was a butcher. Okay, he's living maybe a block from my house, broken hair. And they have a big TV, but over, over there, you have to hide. You can't let the people know you got a, a, a TV, you're watching the game here, because they put you in jail, you know. And then every time I go in a pitch, he called him, or he sending somebody to, to my house in Cuba to tell him my mother that 
I'm going to preach him tomorrow. Well, you know. And then she she used to go, you know, watching me. And and then when they put in my face in TV, you know, she, she trying to go to the TV and touch my face and touch me. You know. They hard, you know. People, people sometimes they don't know what it really is. You can come back to your country, you can see your family. You don't know if you're going to see him again, you know. And that go for any America. You're America. You know, you get out here, you can't come back. That's not good. You're not going to feel good. You're not going to like it. You don't feel good. So, so no matter what, this is your country. You're going to be American no matter what. Okay? So you die. No matter where you go. You know? <laughs> and, uh, and that's the same people, you know, we don't understand it, I think, sometimes, you know. We have a pride, we have a, for some time the pride, you know, enough. You know, you, you have to do what uh, is closer to you, what you can handle, you can take it. You can use it in ways, you know, for your own good, for your family good. Yeah. yeah, Luis Tiant, we're talking yeah. to here. His book is Son of Havana, A Baseball Journey from Cuba to the Big Leagues and Back with Saul uh, Wisney. Uh, you mentioned your father there. You were talking about your father and your mother. Uh, your father, a revered Negro League pitcher who never had the chance to mm -hmm. uh, play uh, in yeah. the major yeah. leagues. And then you went back mm -hmm. in 2007. Uh, mm -hmm. and you go back, emotional return to Cuba after more than 40 years. 46. Yeah, what was that like? No good. Good because I go back to my country, see my country. I thought I never gonna see him again. And I thought I, you know, uh, that's why we, with my mom and dad, when they come, I thought I never gonna see him again because that uh, my friend, that died, even your, your mother or father died in Cuba, you can come back. You can go over there. You know, let you get, you know, and uh, that's a sad. You, and you don't know where your mom and dad bury. You know, that's bad. And then, you know, I, I, I used to tell him, you know, I ask God, pray, please let me see my mom and dad. Well, you know, whatever. Let me at least see I had to bury him. Let me play, put him in a place where I can visit the cemetery. And, uh, and show my respect to them, you know, putting flowers, cleaning them up. And, and, God had, and God did it for me, you know, because I see my friends, they all happen to, you know, uh, and that's sad. And people don't understand that part sometimes. You know, it's a touch, you know. Uh, and that's well before I go back, you know. Then they come back here in 75. Then I go, when I go back, I go back, uh, what, in 80, no, 81? I don't know, I mean, I forget your name now when, when I come back. I don't know, I mean, I, well, I was there on my birthday, too. It was my birthday the day I coming back. You know, and, uh, you know, it was easy because uh, you're thinking all the things, how you're going to see your country again, how they're going to be. You're going to see some of your family still alive. And then when you see what's going on, you get there. You see how the country is. You know, it's sad. It's sad. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the lady, the, my, my friend, the lady in Miami, 
before I go. And she told to me, and she told me, your family, go, no, you're going to come back. I said, I don't know. She said, well, you might surprise them, but you're going to be the surprise you said more. And what you see, you don't want to come back. And uh, it was true. She was true. She was right. I go over there and uh, see my country the way it was. Now, completely different. And then when I see my family, forget it. More worse, more worse. And uh, it had to understand that you here, you eat every day, we throw the food away, you know. Uh, and over there, people can eat something. You don't have nothing to eat. They had to change stuff between each other, you know, change. And uh, I, I say it's hard because when I go see my my my, my aunt, <laughs> I told him, uh, she have a coffee? She want coffee? You know, she said, no. Okay, okay. Then I had to leave the money for her. For next day, she buy, she sent somebody to buy the coffee, and I have a coffee next day because I go there for three days in a row. See then. Yeah. And uh, you know what's a good? Uh, I don't know what's a good thing. It's good because I come back to my country. She's part of my family. It's still alive. So I thought I'm never gonna I'm gonna see my country again. But after what you see. I mean, I was crying, everything, you know. You know, no one's feel too good about it. Yeah. But that's what it was. Yeah. Still, you know, I don't know. Maybe now it works. Yep. And then I come, back, I come back with Obama. When Obama was there, I come back. Yeah. Uh, the mayor Lee by me, uh, Jose Cardinal, I mean, he told the first speech. Obama was there, you know. The Tampa Bay go over there and play against the Cuban team. Only there for two days. Uh, most of the time we do press conference. And then I see, I really wouldn't have too much time to do anything. But, you know, it's, it's sad. It's sad. So you're talking about 90 miles from Miami, <coughs> okay? And you can, you can even go to your country. You know, that's sad. That's yes. sad. You know, you know, right? You know, I don't, I hope nobody here had to go through that. You know, or in the war, everywhere, Latino, American, man, that's a sad thing that can happen to any human being. You know, the people talking about well, the Cuba suffer. No, we suffer it too, because uh, we we coming back. We lucky we get out. So then you know, you live with your mom and dad, your family in there. And you can't even see. You no. Know, we suffer a lot. I mean, all here and then, when I come here and only just worrying about them, I had to worry about how I'm going to preach in today, how I'm going to succeed sex, you know. And if you don't do that, they're going to release you. Because you have to have a dad in mind, you have your family in mind, you know. And uh, it was a hard thing to do, but. I I made it. Thank you, God. You know, uh, I say I was uh, God made me strong. Yes, uh, yeah. great career. I, I can say, yeah, yeah. I say, you career. know, yeah. I, I was all, all my life. I was a leader. I don't follow nobody. You know, 
I don't believe in that. You have to do your own thing. We know what is good or what is bad. But what I'm telling people is that uh, I'm coming here to play baseball. I don't come in here to be the woman, to be somebody, to take in drugs, to be alcoholic, to stealing. I don't come in here for that. I come in here to play baseball. And that's what was my mind. That's what I want to do. That's exactly what I do. Thank you, God. They give me that mentality. Yeah. You know, I don't go bad. I don't go. I don't do bad things. Then when I marry when I come in here. Before I marry, before I come in, and then you know, I got my wife. The best I can find. She the greatest. Huh. You know, she take care of my kid, and uh, you know, we we together for fifty eight years now. You know, and, uh, that's the thing about. Keeping you going, you know. You see your family, your kids, your wife, and you have to maintain yourself and turn the living the longer you can live. Yeah, I'm 79 years old. I'm gonna be 80 this year. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah. I, I, I okay. I feel okay. You know, I mean, I only see now we're afraid with the virus. You know, yeah. You don't know what's gonna happen to us, and uh, that's a scare. But hey, we have to fight back. You, know, you do, and, and yeah, do, baseball will be telling us. yeah, and baseball will be back too, as always. Yeah, yeah, I hope everything. Yeah, I hope everything back. You know, because we need that. People need those things. You know, don't 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 think it not. They need it. baseball. Yeah. They need basketball. They need all the sports. That's how you recreate your mind. You know, you're working all day. You can go to the game, watching the game, looking at the player you like. Go uh, have a hot dog, or maybe buy a beer or Coca Cola, whatever you know. And uh, and that's what we do all those years. You know, you're taking your family Saturday or Sunday to the game. I know today it's a little expensive what it was <laughs> 20 years ago, but still people go. You know, and you're taking your family with you, and uh, and that's like a family trip. You know, you go and have a good time. Yes. Making noise, you make it laughing, you get mad, you know. Well, well Luis Dion, thank you. Thank you thing. for thank you for joining me. Okay, my friend. You know, thank you, you guys. Thank you. Stay well, Thanks stay safe. Be in your show. You too, you too, you guys too. And uh, be safe and God bless you all. Okay? Th- thank you, Luis. Luis okay, Tia. Uh, the great Boston Red Sox uh, pitcher, he along with uh, Saul Wisnia, uh, have written the book Son of Havana, a baseball journey from Cuba to the big leagues and back. As the great Kalia Stremski said in the uh, forward of the book, I have said it before and I'll always say it. If you wanted one pitcher to start a big game, it would be Luis, Luis Tiant. Uh, nobody was a tougher competitor or a better teammate. Again, the book is Son of Havana, a baseball journey from Cuba to the big leagues and back. And that is Speaking of Writers in Capital Region Sunday, a production of Town Square Media Albany for this week. Thank you for listening. We'll be back again next week with another edition. I'm Steve Richards.